Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And this is episode 67 and we will start as we always do by going through in our news stories. So Vivian, you'll start us off. Yes, so our first story today is coming from Music Feeds written by Jackson Langford and it says Guy Sebastian pushes Scott Morrison for answers after most of promised arts funding is delayed. Earlier this year, Guy Sebastian was criticised for appearing alongside Prime Minister Scott Morrison at a press conference where he revealed the arts sector would receive a $250 million relief package to help recover from the coronavirus pandemic. Now, Sebastian is pushing for answers from ScoMo after less than a fifth of the package has actually been allocated. As The Guardian reports, Green Senator Sarah Hansen-Young pointed out that only $49.5 million of the package has actually been released, and that was to help underwrite the film industry which currently faces an insurance crisis quote remember that fancy press conference scott morrison did with guy sebastian promising money to help artists during covid hansen young tweeted well guess what still nothing has been spent after other twitter users rallied behind the senator sebastian chimed in quote i have requested an update from the pm's office about the current and future spend with regards to the arts package once i receive the most recent information i'll pass it on I have no ties to anyone in politics on a personal or professional level. He then went on to say, My only objective in getting involved was to be a mouthpiece for my peers, to provide perspective and to help get funds into the hands of those who need it. My heart breaks for this industry and what everyone has had to endure. I will continue to do what I can to help people get back on their feet. If only someone had warned Sebastian that this might happen. So this is... Again, I guess just another story in this long saga about the relief package for the arts. And I do think, you know, people who criticised him, first of all, for sort of standing with him in in that photo, in that press conference, I think isn't really fair because Guy Sebastian, you know, he's probably, I guess, one of Australia's, I guess, biggest sort of icons when you sort of look at Australian music and how far they've gone, etc. So I think him sort of saying look, I'm trying to get answers as well. Like, he's actually trying to do something about it rather than just sort of standing aside and saying, I don't know, like... Yeah, rather than just being in the photo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess, like, obviously it sucks that this has happened and we're probably expecting it, to be honest. Like, you know, there's so many people who need this money and to Mm -hmm. promise it and not actually deliver is just beyond insulting. So it's, you know... We just need it to hurry up and someone needs to kick ScoMo in the bum and, you know, just shove him along a little bit faster. I know. It's just it's just sad to see just because, you know, there's a lot of people struggling right now across every sort of industry. But, you know, if you're going to if you're going to say that this mo- this amount of money is what we've allocated, we'll start allocating it. Yeah, like, exactly. What are you waiting for? Yeah. Anyway, we could talk about that forever. Yeah. <laughs> but let's head into something a little bit more positive. Maddie, what is our second story? So, talking about Guy Sebastian and iconic Australian music. Yes. <laughs> um, I have probably my favourite story of the week. <laughs> um, it's from Music Feeds, written by Jackson Langford, and it reads, Check your throat and your jewels, because Channel 7 is bringing Australian Idol back. Yes. Woohoo! What so we excited. need. Oh my god. Okay, so the article says, Get your best touchdowns ready, because Channel 7 are going balls to the wall with early noughties nostalgia with the announcement that they're bringing back Australian Idol. 
In the network's upfront presentation, where it talks about what's coming in the next few months, they revealed they'll be bringing back the beloved series in 2022. Quote, The biggest show in the world comes to Seven in 2022, and we know Australians are going to love it, Seven's director of programming, Angus Ross, said in a press statement. We can't wait to bring Idol back to Australian audiences in 2022, putting our primetime content lineup even further ahead of the competition. We're home to the biggest franchises in television at Seven, and Idol is the biggest of them all. While there's no word yet on who will be hosting or judging the new series, we are begging Marsha Hines to come back so we can hear the sweet, sweet sounds of that's what I'm talking about <laughs> once again. And as we wait with bated breath for more details, let's revisit the absolute best audition of Idol history, hands down, which they have inserted Jessica Bowboy's oh, iconic classic. audition in Darwin. Love that. Um, love that audition. Which you can revisit in the article that yes. we've linked below. But yeah, guys, Australian Idol, my fave TV show when I was six years old, <laughs> is finally coming back. Yeah. I feel like a piece of me has finally returned. <laughs> like, obviously, I feel it's not going to live up to what it did when I was little and I looked up to it. Because obviously, you know, the judges are going to be different, probably, in the hosts and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's on Channel 7. But I'm still I'm still going to watch it. Like, of are you course. kidding me? Are you... <laughs> like, I mean, it's such an... I honestly think Australian Idol is such a staple in Australian history. Mm-hmm. If you're not Australian and you're, you're probably wondering, what is this? Just... It's like... It's like American Idol, but Australian. It's exactly the same. But yeah, yeah, it's the same format. <laughs> but... What I loved about this show was it was wacky. Like, it, yeah. it was weird. Like, the judges all had their own sort of very big personalities. Oh my so God. did the host. Throw back to Dicko. Yes. Mark Holden with his <laughs> touchdowns. Holden. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But, I'm so excited. So, obviously, that was, like, a big part of it. But I'd be really interested to see, like, who they're going to bring back or if they bring anyone back but yeah. as judges to sort of make it, like that entertaining again yeah but. exactly it'll it'll be you know like t- we'll have to see in time what, yes what comes out but yeah like it was such a you know like absolute staple of entertainment back in for you know, sure the noughties and you know it brought up so many you know it gave so many artists their start like jessica malboy guy yeah. sebastian Shannon Noll, <laughs> Shannon Noll, like Stan Walker, like we're talking, you know, all of these amazing artists who we love and have, like, you know, gone on to have incredible careers. Mm. So hopefully it continues to do so, and I cannot wait for twenty twenty two. Yes, because Idol's coming back, and I'm so excited. It's so it's <laughs> a great time to be alive, guys. It really is. Oh my god, I just want this awful year to end. I let's, know. Let's just skip straight to twenty twenty two. But yeah, anyway, um, I'll stop rambling about, like, my childhood love. Um, Vivian, what is our third story of today? Well, I guess it's time for me to ramble about one of my loves now. <laughs> so, I apologise in advance, but um, this article is coming from NME, and it's written by David James Young, and it says, Bring Me the Horizon announced new EP featuring Baby Metal and Amy Lee. Bring Me the Horizon have surprised fans with the announcement of a new EP, Post-Human Survival Horror. The EP follows the band's two 2019 releases, the studio album Ammo and the EP Music to Listen to. It will include nine songs in total, three of which have been previously released. The band released Ludens in November 2019 as part of the soundtrack to the video game Death Stranding. This was followed in June 2020 by Parasite Eve, and again with the release of Youngblood Collaboration Obey. 
Additionally, Japanese band Baby Metal, London duo Nova Twins, and Evanescence frontwoman Amy Lee will all appear on the EP. It marks the first time each act has worked with the band. Lee took to Twitter to express her excitement for her collaboration, which is titled, One Day the Only Butterflies Left Will Be in Your Chest As You March Towards Your Death. That is the title of the song. <laughs> Quote, I cannot wait for this to come out. I love our collab so much. So yeah, this is, a, I guess, a, like a little bit of an older story. I think they announced it almost two weeks ago, but I felt like I had to talk about it. <laughs> we had to bring it up. Had to bring it up because <laughs> you guys know how much I love Bring Me the Horizon and um, a few episodes ago we actually talked about how they said they've been recording a lot of music in quarantine and they plan to do a lot of different EPs under like the post-human title so I guess this could be like part one maybe yeah part Um, one of who knows how many yeah so I'm so excited and the fact that they are collaborating with Amy Lee you guys know how much it's just iconic like Evanescence was such a big part of my childhood so the fact that They've sort of, especially because Bring Me the Horizon and, Ev- and 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 Evanescence sort of had, like, they have a lot of similar elements to both of them, but again, very different. So yeah. I'm really interested to see how it Every goes. Every emo kid who's in their twenties <laughs> and thirties is just like Unite. shaking at the. And what about that song title? Are you yeah. kidding me? How I can't wait to see how that fits on the Spotify. I feel thing. like because they also released the like the cover art as well, and they released like the front and the back, and literally that title takes up the entire back. Like it's like a few lines, <laughs> but it's in true style with metal. Like yep. you just take the longest titles exactly. and just just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really interested uh, to see how this goes. But um, but yeah, hopefully I can talk about it when it when it does drop on the 30th of October. I think. Um, so. Anyway, that brings us to the end of this uh, week's news segment. So before we head into our song section, we encourage you guys to pause the podcast, check out the playlists, and either click the Spotify or YouTube one to listen to the songs that we're about to talk about so you don't get lost because a lot is happening this week, guys. Strap in. A lot. So we'll start with Maddie and her song of the week. What do you got for us? Okay, so I've got their really, really, really cool song of the week, guys. It is called In Too Deep by the infamous Jacob Collier. Yes. uh, Featuring Kiana Lede. I hope that's how you pronounce it. Um, So this song is like a masterpiece. It's just chef's kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, it's it's perfect. So it's very much... um, very different to a lot of the other Jacob Collier songs that I've talked about in that it is nowhere near as, um, like layered and complex in that way, but it is still very complex in the music itself. So there's basically only a piano and guitar. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a feeling, so we have a theory. Yes. I'm pretty sure it is one guitar but Vivian picked up, which you'll see, guys, because this is the song that we did as Vivian's reaction. So you'll see the reaction coming up on Instagram, um, or if you've already seen it. But she reckons it's a 12-string. Yes. Um, and Which is what I thought as well. But I have a feeling, too, it's an open tuning. Yes. Which just, it just takes it to, like, a completely new level. It's so open and so free. It's... Mm-hmm. Like this gorgeous, like intricate finger finger style guitar, and it's like absolutely beautiful. It sort of just like washes over you. It's this beautiful, it's so pretty, like pretty melody line, and 
So Jacob Collier starts off singing with this gorgeous, like, ascending line that starts in the depths of, you know, wherever and <laughs> skyrockets up to the heavens. Yes. Which is gorgeous. And it just, like, he sings, like, he's got such a, um, like, a malleable voice and mm-hmm. he can just do so many different textures and so many different tones with his voice. And it's very, he keeps a very sort of soft, gentle tone throughout this song because it is a very gentle song. And then Kiana comes in and just, like, absolutely shakes the place up. Because she's got this, like, angelic, high soprano, glorious voice. And just absolutely, like, she hits this, like, there's a couple of high notes that she hits. But there's this one where she does a little run that just starts all the way up the top and comes down. And just, like, comes out of nowhere. Like, the first time I heard it, I was, like, so taken aback. I was like, hold on. She did not just hit that. Like, you're you're kidding me. That wasn't like, and it's just so natural and so raw and it's beautiful. I, yeah, I am in love with it and I knew Vivian would love it too, which is why I made it, um, the song for her to react to. Yeah. And honestly, I'm so glad that it was because it's, it's funny because when I first, you know, when it first started playing, I first thought it was going to be an instrumental just because the way that the fingerstyle guitar is sort of plucked in the different notes it's so intricate there's a lot going on there and it definitely at first I was like oh this is going to be like some cool instrumental but then the vocals come in and it's funny because I've heard Jacob Collier's voice so many times now but I could not like I had a feeling but I just couldn't pick it up because like you said he can manipulate his voice in many different ways to fit the style of the song and I think in this song in particular like it was just so soft and gentle. And I, I said it in the video, like, I almost don't want to say anything. You just yeah. want to listen and just hone in on everything. Um, but yeah, I was just floored. Like, that guitar, the thing about open um, tuning is that it allows you to do so much more. Like, in terms of the notes, in terms of, like, your finger positioning. So if it isn't that, I reckon it is as well. Yeah, like, it just sounds like it. Like, yeah. I feel you can tell. Like, people with ears yes. who are... <laughs> people well, with people ears. People with ears. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, like, with an ear for that type of yeah, thing. Yeah, for, for that music Like, stuff, yeah. you can, yeah, you can definitely sort of tell but or yeah, have an inkling anyway. But, yeah, it's gorgeous, gorgeous. And I'm obsessed with this song. It's In Too Deep by Jacob Collier featuring Kiana Lede. Vivian, what is your song of the week this week? So, speaking of Bring Me the Horizon. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> and we're back in, guys. For our regularly scheduled programming, Bring Me the Horizon Hour with Vivian. Yes, strap <laughs> in. Um, so my song of the week this week is Teardrops by Bring Me the Horizon. So this is actually another song from their EP that I just talked about. Um, and they just released it and it's just, you know, you guys know how much I love this band, so I won't go into that. <laughs> but... What I will say is this song, it's very, so it's definitely less heavier than Obey was. Yeah. But it's still very much heavy in terms of its themes. And the instrumental does, like, there's a breakdown, which is really intense and works really well. But the song sort of talks about mental health in a really important way. And Ollie Sykes' vocals, I just commend him so much because he has gone through the ringer. Like, oh, yeah. his, like, Bring Me the Horizon's earlier music is, you know, I feel like really did a number on his voice. And, you know, but back in 2019 when they did Amo, he was so much more toned down. But with the recent releases, he's slowly, I feel like, been building his confidence to go back to... Not to the level that it was, but I think to a more sort of, like, reachable point where he can 
do a little bit of screaming can be a bit more harsh but in teardrops he has this beautiful melodic voice especially in the chorus like he sounds great and i think what works really well is his he, I feel like he really is connected to the lyrics because you can hear like the desperation in his voice when mm. he when he sings in the chorus and I just I love the chord progression as well it's really really pretty but yeah I'm a big fan and I feel like I'm gonna love this EP I'm yep. so excited yeah I was like jamming along to it when yeah you were like I was like getting into it I was I mean, I've been getting used to used to the Bring Me the Horizon yes. features on every second podcast. So, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm I'm gonna be an honorary fan, I think now. Yes, but um, <laughs> I did really, really enjoy the song. Yeah, it's nowhere near as heavy as like other songs that you've um, that we've talked about before. And I was, yeah, I was definitely getting into it. I quite enjoyed listening to it. So mm. it's definitely not. Um, one for you know if you're really really into the sort of like really hard stuff or it's sort of like a nice mid-ground yeah it's a good it's a palatable thing like yeah like you know people who casually listen to them would enjoy this song yeah but um but yeah that is my song of the week this week teardrops by bring me the horizon now we will head into under a rock and i'll kick us off so my song for this week is places by patient lounge so a bit of context on this one um, I came across this song in this band because I had to. I did a review of this song for Livewire Australia, so check it out. Head to their website, and they are a Brisbane prog rock band. So, love you know, got to shout out the Brisbane love artists. Brisbane Bris- <laughs> artists, hit us up. So this song, um, and the thing is, you know, when I was reading their bio on Spotify, they've only got a couple of songs out. They debuted as Patient Lounge in, in 2019, so they're pretty new, and this is their most recent song. So when I sort of read their bio, they sort of said, we're a prog rock band, but we fuse a lot of different elements from different genres. So I was like, what am I walking into? But this song Places is gorgeous. I think it's, speaking of palatable, I definitely think this is a palatable song for people who don't listen to prog rock because it's very sort of toned down. It's very gentle. Um, It's sort of driven just by these beautiful guitar layers, different melodies and it's just, it honestly kind of reminds me a little bit of early, early like Led Zeppelin stuff because just the way that they manipulate the guitar melodies and the layers to work so well together is just chef's kiss, as I like to say. <laughs> um, and yeah, I definitely think, you know, it's an easy song to listen to, like for people who don't listen to this genre. But as well, what I love is the lead vocalist. He's got this beautiful voice. It's very, it's sort of like, a line between like this harsh sort of rustic voice and this clean sort of tone he sort of balances that line really really well and for a song like this that isn't so intense and heavy it it works so well yeah i love it like, yeah i was obsessed when vivian showed me that she's like oh i don't know if you're gonna like it yeah <laughs> but i was like oh my god like as soon as the intro started i was like this mm-hmm. is so cool like the six eight times yes. in the chart just oh Beautiful. Absolutely love it. Anything to do with 6-8, I'm like, hit me so up. So good. Thank you very much. Which you don't hear in, like, rock music or no, anything no. like that, which is really, really cool. And they've done it so well. And, like, the rhythms that they've played with because of the time signature, it just adds this whole other, mm-hmm. whole other level to it, which is beautiful. And, and yeah, as you said before, the vocalists, like, amazing. Mm-hmm. So, so talented. I cannot believe that 
you know, like this much talent comes out of Brisbane. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. And I'm so, so proud of our little city. Our little city. <laughs> such like incredible, incredible musicians. And yeah, I was in love with this song as soon as I heard it. So Yeah. And that's the thing. I think this song, what really, like when I found out they only had three songs, I was sort of expecting them. It just, the production is so cohesive. Like Ooh, yeah. it sounds like they've been playing together for years, honestly, which I think is just a testament to how talented they are. So yeah, please check it out. Let us know what you think. Uh, that is my Under a Rock for this week, Places by Patient Lounge. Maddie, over to you. Okay, so my under a rock this week, guys, um, throwback to when I said <laughs> that, like, I wasn't really a fan of boy bands and <laughs> stuff like, like that. That's, like, a deep cut that as is, well. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, a really, really um, big part of my personality. Yes. My superiority complex that I project. <laughs> um, anyway, that <laughs> but, so, the song that I'm talking about is by The Vamps, everyone's favourite like boy band. tween band when it was like 2014. Yep. <laughs> um, but they've released a new album just recently called Cherry Blossom, and this song that I'm talking about is called Better. And this song is like so groovy, so funky, so upbeat. Like I am in love with this song, and it's just like it really shows how far this group have come since they started all those years ago and were like putting out you know like cutesy little pop sort yep. of anthem <laughs> things that every 12 year old was going nuts for um but yeah it's like this song really really is just like a testament to how like how far they've come and the production on this song is so cool it's very it's very glam there's a lot of like um, like echoey like symbols and like a, it's very big it's like it's a pretty big production mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like it is but when you sort of just like listen a little bit closer and hear everything going on in the background it's really really cool and they've got this awesome like bass line that sort of like clunks along through it which is really awesome and then yeah it's just like this really fun groovy song it's honestly yeah like I was you know look I may when Maddie said it was by the vamps I was like oh no <laughs> Oh no! Don't lie. You were you were like cringing we've, as hard as I was. We've lost Maddie to the dark side. <laughs> it's happened, but That's no, it. it was honestly a pleasant surprise because you know, and I I will admit it, I was wrong. Like I think, you know, we judge too harshly with these you know boy bands because when they start out, they're obviously really young and they play to a certain audience, but. I really applaud them for the fact that a they kept making music yeah, and a lot of been, music like, pumping out music for for years. sure. And the fact that when you listen to this song better compared to their early stuff, like the growth, you just hear it. Yeah. Like the fact that the production is so cohesive and it's so intricate as well. Mm. There's so many little things that you can pick out, and the vocalist as well. Like his, I feel like his vocals were really like just improved so much and Mm -hmm. I just think that's something that really needs to be applauded for the fact that they kept going they've evolved and you know I I actually might listen to the album like just to see like I'm thinking of listening to the whole thing yeah and I think that in itself is such an achievement yeah Mm. and there's this really really cool part that you picked up Vivian yes where um it's sort of like right after the chorus a lot of the production kind of like is stripped away and it's this little sort of um little aftertaste kind of section of the of the chorus and there's these like really really cool like harmonies it's really really fast rhythm 
Um, and yeah, like the vocal layering and the harmonies of that section is really, really cool. It's only for like two lines. Yeah. And then it like disappears. And then, like, all the production comes back in. But it's, like, this really, really little snippet. And it's just so interesting. It was very, like, sort of 80s reminiscent, those harmonies. Just, like, when you listen to the song, you'll definitely know what we're talking about. But that's what I thought. It's very 80s, like, shimmery. Yes. Like, shiny, that type of glam, Mm. like, vibe. So if if you're a fan of that and you're a fan of boy bands, it's a beautiful... A beautiful mix. Beautiful mix. But yeah, so that is my Under a Rock this week. It is Better by The Vamps. And we will head into Caught My Ear now. And I'll kick us off with mine. And it is called Run by Refs. So these guys, um, Refs, it's a a duo of um, two guys called Zach and Rich. And the reason that I came across them is because I used to listen to... Well, I still do. I'm obsessed with their music. Um... This, um, I guess you could call them a band. It's like mm. the three guys um, called Third Story. And Rich was a part of that trio. And they've all sort of like disbanded. They might be coming back later, but they're all sort of doing their own solo projects. And Rich from Third Story is one part of Refs. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I have to listen to this because I'm obsessed with his voice. He's got such an interesting tone Mm. to his voice it's very very like it's kind of nasally but in a really really nice way yeah like it's very very controlled and it's like his vocal ability and agility is ridiculous it's like off the charts amazing Mm. and but this song in particular why it's my caught my ear is because one it took me so long to pick up on what the time signature was. Yeah. Because the way that this song is produced is insane. Like, there are so many, like, random little percussion bits and, like, where melody lines come in is nowhere near where you'd expect them Mm. to rock up in the song. And it's so, like, syncopated, but in, like, a really, really off-putting way. Yeah. And then... Like, because it's nowhere, like, it's, I'm pretty sure it's in 4-4. Like, there's nothing too special about it. But the way that it's been put together and where things start and end is just, like, It really throws you off. Yeah. yeah, it's really, really off-putting. Yeah. And also, like, the backing is very, very, like, atmospheric and kind of, like, haunted and really sort of, like, a very minor, mm. um, like, you know, melodic, harmonic feel to it. And it's just really, really interesting and kind of, like, it's not scary, but it's, like, this weird sort of, like, sci-fi yeah. kind of vibe. There's a lot of atmospheric elements to it, especially because there's a lot of just, like, droning notes. Not in, like, a drone sort of sound, like, it, yeah. like just a lot of holding notes, I should say. Yeah. Um, and it's, yeah, what I love about it, though, and a lot of people may not like this, but... What I like is that there's not really, like, a structure. There's, like, a very thin sort of structure to it. And um, I guess, like, there's that sort of one little bit. I wouldn't call it a chorus. That sort of just repeats. Um, But it's... I think what I like about that is the fact that it sort of just allows you to listen to the production and hear little things that change as the song goes on. And there's no big moment. And I think that's Mm. like, I think that works because it doesn't need a big moment. Like, especially because you're listening to the vocals, like you hit the nail on the head. Like it's, he's got this really interesting tone that 
I feel like is so easy to listen to. Mm. And yeah, I just, I really, really enjoyed it. I think one of the things that sort of helps that theme along is the fact that like the way the melody is structured and the way that like Richard sings, Mm. it's sort of like his voice is just another instrument. Yeah. And it follows along like so well it blends so well with what the backing's doing Mm -hmm. and it's sort of just like um just flows with the rest of the song so well so it doesn't like stick out but it's still like um in in focus enough to sort of understand what he's saying and like you know you listen to the vocal part but it's still like this sort of it yeah it's just intertwined with everything else so well and Mm. i think that's one of the reasons i really really love it but yeah definitely check out the rest of ref's um discography because they have an album called stories that is incredible and check out third story as well because i'm obsessed with them um but yeah so that was run by refs which was my caught my ear and vivian what is yours so my caught my ear for this week is richard Corey by tiny little houses so bit of context for this one um tiny little houses they haven't released music in like two and a half years so this is their first single and i definitely think it's a really sort of big way to come back um and richard Corey. so it's actually um, inspired by a poem of the same name. And this poem is from, like, the 1800s, so it's an old poem. Way, 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 way back. (laughs) And funny thing as well, Simon and Garfunkel did a song as well inspired by this poem. Oh, no way. Back in the 60s. So, yeah, it's really cool how this has sort of transcended. But, um, what, the reason why I chose this song as my caught my ear isn't necessarily the, the musical instrumentation, even though that works really well with this song it's the way that tiny little houses have taken this poem it's a very short poem as well like not a lot to it but they've taken it and they've modernized it to sort of like touch on issues that are really relevant today so it sort of starts with um the vocalist he sort of sings about you know richard Corey. there's this guy called richard Corey. he's really popular he would always buy the beers people would want to be like him he became a lawyer that sort of thing and as sort of the verses continued like another sort of guitar layer comes in which i think is really cool um and it sort of talks about how mental health today like male mental health in particular isn't really spoken about it's sort of like tucked under the rug and i think tiny little houses taking this poem and talking about it in this context is really important and I think it's just really intelligent that the way Mm. that they've made it modern and easy for everyone to listen to because it's a really important subject and the lyrics are they are confronting when you listen to the song and I really encourage you guys to look up the lyrics um if if you're if you're interested but it's so important and like I said I just think it's I commend them for touching on a subject like this yeah it's such an interesting like way of doing it and I think yeah the instrumentation that goes along throughout it just really really helps with the storytelling Mm -hmm. because that is a huge part of this song is the storytelling of you know what's going on to this guy called Richard Corey Mm -hmm. and I think yeah like the way they've done it is great and I really really quite like it I was pretty like I just was I didn't have any words after yeah. you just kind of like it's something that like you sit with mm-hmm. and you kind of just like sit and mellow and sort of like think about all of your life choices up yeah. to that point 
after you listen to it and it's yeah it's quite as you said it's quite confronting mm. um but it yeah it's done in a really really um really neat way yeah i, think. I will say like the like as a bit of a trigger warning like it does sort of talk about themes of suicide and that sort of thing so if you know that is something you're affected by maybe stay clear from it but like i said it is a really important song and i definitely think you know, it needs to be, the conversation about this topic needs to be opened up and we need yeah. to be comfortable talking about it. Yeah. So, yes, that is my Caught My Ear for this week, Richard Quarry by Tiny Little Houses. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you got this far, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, CastBox, wherever you get your podcast fix. You can follow us on all of our social media at Caught My Ear Pod on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And that is where you can send us your recommendations. We didn't have one this week, unfortunately, guys, but we are super keen to get some more. So please send us a DM, chuck us a comment, send me an email for all I care. Like, Anything. Please, please <laughs> let us know what you guys are listening to. And if you have any thoughts on the songs that we had a chat about this week, please let us know. We love hearing your opinions and um, everything that you guys are listening to at the moment. So definitely check us out there and you can... Join us on Monday for a brand new episode. See you guys. Bye.